0: Log Talk Radio. Well, hello everybody, and listening to the Independent Corner. This is your host Jonathan Moody, and tonight uh, we've got a special guest. It's uh, Larry Kenny, the uh, the voice of Lino from Thundercats. How are you doing, Larry?
1: I'm fine, Jonathan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm honored to talk with you tonight.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm honored to have you on my show.
1: Well, we're both honored. That's great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, so I guess we'll uh, start off talking about your. Uh, how, how did you begin uh, doing like, you know, voiceover work for uh, anything, everything that you've been doing?
1: Well, I, I was very lucky. Uh, uh, I got started professionally in radio when I was 15, which, is, which looking back on it was an incredible, uh, incredible break. Of course, at the time it seemed to me like that. that's what everybody did. But when I was in high school, uh, back in Illinois. And we're talking uh, <clears throat> the mid '60s here. Uh, uh, in, in, my high, in my high school, had a actually uh, did a did a 10-minute radio show during lunch hour every day from the school. We had a, a, a great little studio, and we broadcast over uh, telephone lines over the local radio station. <clears throat> so I started out by doing that, you know, and uh, really I really liked that. And um, then I, when I was uh, between my, let's see, between my sophomore and junior years of high school during the summer, I got a chance to do a a, a one hour radio show on the on a, uh, the, the big local station in town Peoria, Illinois, uh, just doing a one hour show uh, it was two high school kids who we, we played records you know like uh, the Beatles and stuff like that. but instead of commercials, we'd talk about what was going on at all the area of high school. It's called school school so that was my first um, my first uh, entree in the radio, and then I, I guess I did uh, a good enough job on that after a year or so that they started hiring me, using me for uh, oh, summer vacations, you know, when the when the regular disc jockeys would go on vacation, I'd fill in for them. And then I eventually, after a couple of years, got my own show, and it was WIRL in Peoria, Illinois, and I, I was there for about five years, and then I moved on to um, um, Fort Wayne, Indiana, then Cleveland, um Chicago and then New York I've been here in New York now for oh my gosh seventy four how long is that thirty three thirty four years something like that Wow, yeah, that was a kind of a long winded answer to your question i'm sorry
0: no that's 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 fine that's what we kind I'm of like radio and
1: television and we tend to be long winded you know that's what we're paid for to talk so. <laughs> that's
0: that's totally fine um i'm I think that was kind of like the the answers you did when you did the Matt Blank show, like, you know, that was kind of oh, that's stuff. that's right. Do you know Matt? I don't know Matt, but I, I listened to his show, and I, you know, listened to a lot of the interviews that he's done, and
1: he's yeah, a really he's good done. guy. So. I haven't met him, but he's become a good friend uh, through emails, you know, and telephone conversations. He's a great guy.
0: Yeah, it seems, he seems like it. He seems like he really, he loves doing his job, so. Yeah, he does. But um okay. Uh and I guess that you know they can hear your uh interview on there if they go to like com. so. Yeah, I think yeah,
1: I think yeah you can. I, I know you can certainly know you can read it, the transcript of it, but I think I think he does have it on his Yeah,
0: website. I think he does. He has a podcast for it now, so. Yeah.
1: That was 3 or 4 years ago we recorded that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Time flies, huh?
1: Yes it does. But it's uh Yes it does. <laughs> Time does fly seems like only well, I was talking a minute ago about when I started radio and that was my god that was forty forty five years ago it seems like yesterday sometimes.
0: wow I mean that's 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 really great that you've been doing it for that long and you're still you know you're still doing it you know <clears throat>
1: still doing it well I have no other skills Jonathan so <laughs> but you know I don't know what else I would do but yeah it's a good long career and uh, uh, I, I loved every minute of it I'm very lucky to you know I, I often Talk about this with people in my business. That uh, if you think about it, you're, you're really lucky with whatever you do for a living, if it's something you love and something you really like doing, not just a job you have to get up and go to every day. You know. So I, I've always felt blessed that uh, that I was able to get into um, the kind of work that I I love doing, and I, I think I'm pretty good at. It.
0: So how did you like you know uh, you know you said you did radio for a while, but how did you really decide you wanted to do like TV shows or anything like that. Like, how did that happen? Well,
1: I I never really want, was. Radio was always my my great love. Um, of course, you have to remember that. Um, well, you don't have to remember, but I'll tell you. Uh, when I was a kid, and again, we're talking back in the fifties and sixties. You know, last century, uh, radio was really mm, more of a um, uh, compelling thing than it is it, it is now. I, uh, what I mean is. Um, there were more personalities on the air. Today, most radio stations are some of, uh, some, some of them as much as 80% uh, um, automated. You know, computers run the radio station. There are very few disc jockeys, some of them. And, but when I was young, um, and of course, television, we had television then, but, um, there were three channels. Uh, television went off at midnight. Can you imagine that? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Twelve o'clock midnight, you'd be sitting there. The movie would end, or whatever, and then all of a sudden, you'd hear the Star Spangled Banner, and then the announcer would say, um, "This station now leaves. Now, this station now concludes its broadcast day. We will resume it. I don't know, eight o'clock tomorrow." And then it would just you go. There would just be snow on there till eight o'clock in the morning. So, uh, so then, what a lot of us would do is, you know, if you're a teenager, young, young person, you just you go to the radio, you know, and, and most kids have the transistor radio tucked into their pillow, and you listen to your favorite disc jockey while, before you went to sleep or a ball game or something. And radio was really something that was very personal to you back then. And the people on the radio were like your friends, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, that, that that some of the people I listened to when I was young inspired me that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be on the radio. <clears throat> and then later, after I was on the radio for a while, I had the opportunity to do some television. I, I hosted a, a game show here in New York for... Three years back in the 70s, called Bowling for Dollars. It uh, was on in several cities around the country, but I was the, I was the host of the show in New York, and that was fun. It was five nights a week. People would come to Madison Square Garden and, and they would bowl, you know. Uh, and uh, if, you, if you get two or three strikes, you won. If you get four strikes in a row, you won a new car, you know. And if you got uh, a spare, you won $9, something like that, I don't know. And <laughs> so I did that for three years, and I enjoyed it, but, the, but then I had had enough of that. And then I I did some soap operas and a couple of movies, and I, I finally realized that, that, I, that I didn't care much for that. I uh, I liked, but by that time I had I had begun. Uh, most of my time and energy was spent doing commercials, which it still is today. And I like that because I can go into a recording session and you know for 20 minutes and do the job and get out and go have uh, lunch and go somewhere else and work with other people for an hour or half an hour. And I really like that, but I the television thing and movies. Um, I'm I'm a, a bit lazy, and I don't like showing up at seven o'clock in the morning and having to sit around for two hours while they put your makeup on and and then rehearse once and then you know wait another three hours and and film. I like to go somewhere and do the job and get the money and go home. You know, <laughs>
0: right? That's uh, you know, and that's that's a great thing is. Uh, then I guess with uh, doing the voice, you can kind of probably go in there in your pajamas and.
1: You know. <laughs> well, I suppose you could. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't really have to dress up too much. I mean, you know, I, I go to work in blue jeans and sneakers and sweatshirt usually. And, uh, I occasionally occasionally do some on-camera commercials and have to wear a suit and tie. But actually, these days the only time I have to worry about wardrobe and stuff is I, I work. Uh, I have for. Thirty-five years worked uh, on a program called Imus in the Morning. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Mm-hmm. it it's heard on uh, uh, over 100 radio stations across the country, and uh, up until last April, it was broadcast on MSNBC on cable. And uh, now it's uh, it's on WABC here in New York. And
0: uh, but do you still do stuff with them, or?
1: Yes, I'm, I'm still a part of that show. I have been for 35 years. I'm on. I'm only on now once or twice a week because I got tired of getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning for 34 years. But, um, <laughs> now you know I you do, get to
0: pick and choose when you do that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, I told Mr. Imus, at, uh, when we just started this new show three weeks ago, I said, I'll just do one or two days a week. And, and on that show, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but I appear as various characters. I do these three- to four-minute comedy routines. As Teddy Kennedy, or as Jack Nicholson, or as... Uh, um, um, Various people. So for that, I have to get there, like at six in the morning, and have makeup and wardrobe and put on. But other, but the rest of the time, I just you know walk around, looking like the bum I am. <laughs> that's that's great. I'll have to. That's a good idea. I'll have to try going going into a session in pajamas and see see what happens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll have to tell me let me know. <laughs>
1: I'll let you. will be you'll be the first to know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> see see if they know I'm trying to kick you out. You have to. Hey, you can't go. Put some clothes on, buddy.
1: Well, there's some people I've been working with for a long, long time that I could probably get away with it. Uh, <laughs> I've been I've been the voice of Count Chocula on Count Chocula commercials for 30 years.
0: Oh wow, that's almost, really cool, though.
1: Thank you. And I've also been for the same amount of time the voice of uh, Sunny the Kookaburra for you know, for Cocoa Puff.
0: So, uh, okay, um, I've always wanted to ask this because, you know, since I did the – you know, listening to the Matt Blank show. Would you uh, be able to do some of those voices for me so, sure,
1: you know, so I could be able uh, to hear
0: them and be like, oh, man, I actually got – you know, uh, I, well, one thing I would love to do at some point is ask you a question and you be able to answer it in the form of Lino.
1: Sure, ask me a question and I'll answer as Lino.
0: Uh, let's see. Uh again, I well I have to I have to think about it for a while. Because okay. I wanna ask the All perfect right. question that, you know All right. Lino would answer. Here. But okay. if you if you'd like to do uh for everybody uh sunny and um <laughs> chocolate, that would be great. Okay,
1: well you you probably grew up hearing me hearing me on television saying things like Up here, I won't go for my favorite cereal Munchy, crunchy, chocolatey cocoa pops. Yo yeah, for the cocoa pops <laughs> That is great. That is great. That's me. You thought it was a bird talking, right? He's he's a cartoon, Jonathan.
0: No, no, I thought it was real. No.
1: (laughs) And let's see. Oh, here's the other one. Count chocula cereal is coming your way. How about the monster for breakfast today? Count chocula cereal, frightfully delicious. Have
0: you ever heard of uh, there's uh, there's a guy who works for? um, I'm sure you've heard of the company Troma. Being out in New York. Oh right sure, here. yeah. Uh, but there's like there's a guy who's worked with for Troma, done other stuff. But his name is Count Smokula. Oh
1: uh, yeah, yeah. You've heard of him? Sure, I have several lawsuits against him. <laughs> really? <laughs> no,
0: I do <have. laughs> <laughs> that, That's so funny. I'm after was... your,
1: I'm also going after Sesame Street. You know the count. <laughs> <laughs> the count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come yeah. on, that's, he's he's ripping me off. You
0: know that. <laughs> Yeah, but it's 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 great though. I mean, he doesn't. Nobody cares. Everybody does no. the same kind of voice and same kind of shtick, right? Sure. It's show business. Yeah. I oh, mean, you know, people people hear that for a while, and they're like, oh, and then all of a sudden a new person comes over, and oh, it's the same voice. As long much. as they
1: don't try to sell chocolate covered cereal, then they're fine. I don't, I'll leave them alone.
0: <laughs> well, I guess you wouldn't have uh, be the one going after them anyway, really.
1: No, it'd be General Mills probably.
0: Yeah, probably. So. Uh, you wouldn't have lawsuits against them. You'll just be like, What the heck is going on here?
1: I'm not a litigious person. I don't even know what that <laughs> word means. It sounds dirty though, doesn't it? Litigious. Yeah,
0: it kinda does. There you go. Um, but let's see, I guess um if you want to talk a little bit about uh I guess this would be the question I asked. How did uh uh how did you get the you know, get the job as uh Lino, if you want to answer that in the form of Lino?
1: Well my uncle owned the company. Uh no he didn't <laughs> Oh, Oh, as Lino? Okay.
0: Oh, as Lino, yeah.
1: Well, it's pretty much my same voice, you notice. I mean, uh, Lino's voice is my voice. just a little more dramatic, you know. uh, For example, instead of just saying, hey, Jonathan, how are you? You know, Lino would say, Jonathan, how are you, my friend? Are you keeping (laughs) the coat of fundera alive?
0: (laughs) Sounds sounds, sounds very uh, Aslandish. What is it?
1: Yeah, a little bit. What's Aslandish?
0: You know, like Asland, like uh, the... um the the lion from um, the lion from uh, what is it uh, the, the the lion the witch
1: and the wardrobe oh I'm sorry I, I've not seen that that was in between my my uh, children's ages oh, my oldest well, daughter is uh, my oldest daughter is 37 and my <coughs> son is 19 so uh, there there's a, a big gap there
0: oh pretty uh, soon though with the grandkids and stuff
1: exactly I have a I have a two year old grandson I'll have to learn so it's the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, huh?
0: Right, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the Narnia no, series. I'll have
1: to, I'll have to watch that. Now yes, yes, and
0: uh, oh, see, listen to Aslan's voice because that sounds kind of similar, you know. I'll
1: tell him it's me. He won't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh, anyway, let's, uh, yeah. So that that was great just to hear Lino, uh talking. Thank
1: you. You have to send me ten dollars now. I'm sorry, it's not me. It's the union thing. <laughs> uh, you know the, and
0: there's I mean, another question I was going to ask does, yep. um does somebody actually can you own the rights to a voice is one question like um, if you did a voice um for money would they would the companies would the production
1: company sue you or interesting question i i um i, I suppose the people who like for example i would suppose general Mills owns the rights to in fact i know they do to account Chocula and Sonny the Cocoa Fox and Bird uh, Warner Brothers I think owns would, probably owns the rights to um, well own the rights to the character to the Lionel character and uh, <clears throat> I suppose if I if I some company wanted me to do Lionel for a commercial or something I, I suppose I have to get Warner Brothers permission That that's never come up it's an interesting question I'm, I'm glad you asked that I'm going to have to check on that <laughs> well
0: you know I was actually thinking about that today because yeah. you know I'm sure you do lots of voices or whatever, and then I'm sure people have asked you to do stuff for, you know, I mean, I don't know if you've ever gotten asked to do, like, the Lionel voice for money or anything, but... No, I haven't. I, many years ago,
1: <clears throat> that this is in the, the that realm of your question, many years ago, um, I I was asked to do and, and did for a few years um, the voice of Superman on, uh, <laughs> believe it or not, there's was a product called Superman Peanut Butter. So, this is probably... Uh, I'm sorry I keep coughing at you but I don't have a cough button on my oh
0: that's fine that's fine
1: Um, there was in the 70s I think it was Superman peanut butter for several years and like every other job I get in commercials you audition for you go audition They audition several people and they pick the ones they want and I got the job and I had to sign this huge uh, thick contract that said I would not do this voice for anybody else and it turned out that um, I was told that there were only three people who who were given permission by whoever it was who owned the, the rights to that to that character. Superman, probably d c comics or somebody like that. And right. i was I was one of only three people who um, was could legally do the voice of Superman for uh, you know a commercial product. I don't know who the other two were. I think Clark Kent was one of them, <laughs> and uh, I don't know who the other two were. But so, so uh, there—it uh, was a good question you asked there. When something is uh, a character and/or his voice is uh, is copyrighted, somebody owns owns that copyright, and you have to get their permission to use to use it if you're going to sell something with it. You know, right?
0: Exactly.
1: If you, you can, you can, you know, you can make films and put it on YouTube and everything, and they're not going to sue you for that because you're not trying to sell a product that way.
0: Right, exactly. And, you know, I was just wondering that because, you know, I always thought, you know, if somebody asked you to do that, would you be able to do it? And then and i might not get sued, you know,
1: or yeah. have,
0: actually, it wouldn't be you that got sued. It would be the company that, you know, tried to hire you to do that voice. Yeah. You know, probably, I, I mean... Don't.
1: But I've never thought about it because nobody's ever asked me to do the voices that I do for you know,
0: except you know. if you're on a radio
1: show, <laughs> yeah yeah, and that's
0: it's all free, so
1: <laughs>
0: radio's free, so it's not like i'm uh I, you know I'm not getting paid for this, I'm just kinda doing it for fun
1: well I am aren't i uh
0: yeah you're you'll you'll get your uh two million dollars in the mail tomorrow, <laughs> all you'll <right,
1: go.
0: laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll be all good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, no. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I mean, this is pretty much. I mean, kind of like you know, that's the that's the great thing because you 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 started off in radio, mm-hmm. and you kind of did that stuff. And you know, I had never even really dr- uh, dreamed about doing the radio kind of stuff. You know, like it was never really like Ed, like for you it was a passion, right? Like
1: yeah, it was yeah. <clears throat> but for how, me, how did it come about just, for you? How did you get started? <laughs>
0: Well, you know, it, it and tell, for me it was just can,
1: kind of uh, Answer in Lionel's voice, please. Uh,
0: I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs>
1: I'm kidding. No, Larry,
0: <laughs> no, I wouldn't be able to do it.
1: <laughs> so I just started doing this radio show.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, well, I started just kind of with the, my friends. Kind of got me into it. My friend yeah. did it just for fun, and then I was interviewing a couple of people on there, mm-hmm. and then uh, I kind of, you know, started my own show. Really. So. I mean, you know, it was just kind of like, oh, okay. And there was a chance for me to meet all these different people that I looked up to, like you and Steve uh, Lemmy from Broken Lizard and other people that I had uh, really, you know, you know, really enjoyed watching their stuff or listening yeah. to their, you know.
1: It's a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a lot kind of fun to the meet microphone. these people. Sure. Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, I mean, well, not physically meet them, but meet them, you know, mm-hmm. over the phone, it's a great thing, so. Sure. But, um, I mean, I'm sure, did you, have you ever, like, interviewed people, like, on, on the radio?
1: Oh, sure, all the time, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, ever since, well, uh, a few, once I, got, when I was, uh, after I started radio, once I got to Cleveland, which is a pretty big city, uh, WKYC Radio in Cleveland, uh, <clears throat> part of my afternoon show was uh, interviewing, um, you know, actors and, and uh, musicians and things like that who happened to be coming through town, doing concerts, or they had this venue called the Music Carnival, which was a summer, summer thing, you know, and so every couple of days, you know, somebody would come in, had, had the Mamas and the Papas, and uh, uh, Tom Jones, and people from, the, which, again, talking the 70s, you know, and um, of course, being on the Imus show, I, you know, I, he has, constantly has has uh, guests, and you get to meet them, and it, it, it is one of the, as you said, it's one of the uh, great parts of the business, the, the fascinating array of people you get to meet.
0: But you actually got to physically meet them, right, in the, you know...
1: Yeah, in the mm-hmm. Yeah, interviewing them and, and uh, you know, seeing them in the green room and uh, and um, being in the business and going to... I'm a member of the Friars Club, so you're having lunch there, you never know who you're going to see walk by, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, it's... Um, it's interesting to meet people that you that you've, uh, as you said, as you people that you've admired or you've watched on TV or in movies, and you finally get to meet them. It's, it's 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 fascinating.
0: And well, for me, it almost came full circle because I kind of grew up watching, you know, uh, watching <clears throat> Thundercats, never thinking I'd ever even talk to you, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then here I am. <laughs> there you go. You, know, you, you never know. know.
1: You never know who you're going to run into.
0: Yeah, exactly, and um, uh, you know, and uh, I want to touch a little bit on uh, I guess you had um,
1: after Thundercats, you had done the Silverhawks, right? Yeah, we did Silverhawks. It was also uh, Rank and best, same company. We did Silverhawks, mostly mostly the same cast uh, as Thundercats. We did Silverhawks.
0: So, was a lot of people thought it was like a like I talked to a lot of people, they thought it was like a rip off of Thundercats.
1: <laughs> well, we did. Uh, I don't know if I'd use the term rip off, Jonathan.
0: Well I'm um, saying that's the, what people were saying. I was don't, they, uh, i don't really same,
1: I don't think so <clears throat> Cats in the same mold, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> we did two or three series actually that were rip offs of Thundercats, and one was Silverhawks was probably the biggest uh, uh after Thundercats. I think we did uh sixty five episodes of that. We did one hundred and thirty of, of thundercats uh Silverhawks, and then we did one called uh, Tiger Sharks, where the characters were half fish, half people. <laughs> <laughs> Did I that would, ever air, or would you that say that's a ripoff? <laughs> it, I think it aired for uh, you know about three months, and then uh, they decided. To, uh, that
0: wasn't on IMDb. I don't think. I don't think that's even listed.
1: I probably not. Uh, <laughs> well, what else did we do? We did see Tiger Sharks? Not a chance. We did. Uh, uh, what was the one? you Silver Fox. Yeah. yeah, that was an outer, outer space thing. Yeah. Um, and then we did some. Well, we did a Saturday morning thing. Uh, which which is a two-hour thing called uh, what was it called a comic strip? It was two hours on Saturday mornings at CBS, and it was uh, composed of four different cartoons. It was Karate Cat. Um, Karate Cat? Karate Cat. Yeah. That is awesome. Uh, and I, uh, Bob McFadden, who played Snark on Thundercats, was Karate Cat. It was actually a very funny show. Uh, I'm it.
0: wondering if any is any of this stuff on
1: YouTube. Um. I've seen some Silverhawks things on YouTube. I don't. I've never looked to see if Karate Cats on there or Tiger Sharks. Yeah, I doubt it because those weren't those weren't big hits, you know. Um, that's that's the stuff that goes on YouTube. <laughs> that people can get away <laughs> well, with putting on. YouTube. We'll have to we'll have to look it up. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: uh, yeah, I'll have to look it up later on and see if Karate Cats. Yeah, so. that's the know. one I'm actually more interested in seeing. Then.
1: It was actually pretty funny. I played a character. They were all cats, of course, and I. It, Karate Cat was a, a detective, the a, a Karate Cat Detective Agency. and My character was this big fat cat named Boom Boom Burmese who was always saying, I don't know, Karate Cat, it looks pretty dangerous
0: to me. <laughs> how, how do you come up with these voices? These are so awesome. I,
1: I don't know. You know, I, I started uh, doing voices when I was a kid. I was uh, you a know, class clown and all that. And uh, In fact, I was just telling somebody the other day, that uh, <clears throat> I wish I had a nickel for every teacher. Well, I do have a nickel for every teacher who said to me in my life, <clears throat> well, Larry, I hope when you grow up you find a way to make a living from your little voices and jokes. <laughs> 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 I'd Dude. like to see them today. <laughs> did, you, did you
0: let them know, like, later on? Like... No, I didn't
1: go back and, and, uh, and say, na 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 Well, they were all dead, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I assume they were.
0: Yeah, well, you wouldn't want to run a <laughs> chairman and their grave and say that that would not uh,
1: be cool. Not. No, that would that would not be uh, superhero like to do
0: that. Oh right, exactly.
1: If, I, unless uh, you well, did it
0: in the Lionel voice, then well, there I could go
1: stand over somebody's grave and say, "Ha ha ha! How do you like my little voices now, Mrs. Thompson, who gave me a D in English, the language I grew up speaking?" <laughs> but I was a class clown, you know. I was always, and I, I used to love to watch people on TV like Jonathan Winters and the people who did lots of voices, you know, and I would, I would mimic them, because I, I would stay up, stay up late, sneak, watch TV through the, through the bedroom door my parents thought I was sleeping, so I would see, like, a Tonight Show, and see Jonathan Winters, you know who he is, Jonathan Winters?
0: I've heard the name, did he, well, he he's, did a lot uh, of comedy, right?
1: Yeah, he's the guy that Robin Williams took his act after, you know, those crazy voices and things,
0: so I would watch
1: those, and uh, do them at school the next day, and of course, the other kids had never seen it, because they didn't stay up late, and, and, they thought I wasn't making all that stuff up, you know. <laughs> and I discovered early on, like the fifth or sixth grade, that if you make people laugh, especially the girls, <laughs> you get invited to better parties and things like that. They want you to come entertain them, you know. And um, you make a lot of friends that way by making people laugh, So, and I liked that song. but I, I, so then when I got into radio, I I, um, I uh, incorporated the, the, the character voices and things. Uh, into my into my radio show you know i would i would uh, interview um the people who weren't there who were actually me you know and I had various characters on my show, like the janitor and my bodyguard you know and, and uh, so i used i used uh character voices and impressions of famous people on my radio show
0: right yeah. and that's uh and did a lot of the people that you kind of grew up with go? Oh my God! Look at what Larry's doing now.
1: I hope so. <laughs> I uh, I don't go back and see them. They're they're all beneath me now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I get, there you go. I get no. I'm just kidding. I get uh, yeah. I, I get email and phone calls from you know, old friends I hadn't seen in 25, 30 years. They tell me they see me on, on television and hear me on the radio, and and makes me very happy, and very proud, you know.
0: I'd imagine, you know, when. Uh, better than
1: having it's better than having them see you in the in the newspapers, or, you know, being arrested for something.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I saw so Larry the other day, and he wasn't doing his vo- he was doing his voices in jail. There you go.
1: Yeah, what's Larry doing now? It's Fifteen to thirty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but um, okay. I guess I want to touch on uh, a little bit more. I saw um, that uh, you were in the uh, short film Isle Six.
1: Yes yeah which well, uh,
0: David Wayne had uh directed uh back by the way
1: student. David Wayne, and by the way, David Wayne and his beautiful wife Zandi, had a baby' son oh uh, wow william
0: just henry
1: william henry Wayne uh two three days ago
0: oh three days got, ago,
1: wow, just got an email from uh David with a picture of the baby on there and uh and a suggestion that I send a monetary gift, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, David I'm sure it. he'd write
0: that. Hey, you, hey, know, you know, even
1: if he was doing it and joking. Oh, well, you know, he, he, of course he would. Yeah, David, <laughs> you know, is uh, I, I met David uh, through my daughter uh, Carrie Kenny Silver, who uh, you, you and I talked about earlier. She's, uh, in case any of your listeners uh, watch the show, she's on, she's on Reno 911 on Comedy Central. She's also the executive producer of the show along with uh, Danny DeVito. But when Carrie was in the, uh, her freshman year of college at NYU, back in uh, '84, I guess, she and 10 guys started a, an improv group uh, called The New Group at NYU. And David Wayne was one of the, the, ten, the, other, the other 10 people. And they've continued to work together for all these, what is it, say, you know, 23 years or so.
0: Yeah, and she was actually even in the outtake of uh, Wet Hot American Summer in the uh, deleted yeah, scene. that's
1: right. She got her part cut out of it. it, it
0: well, in both of their parts, so it wasn't. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> it's not like David was just being uh, a jerk <laughs> and <laughs> right. saying, you know, I'm gonna cut you out. He cut they were reunited. The,
1: they were reunited though in the uh, what was I, did, I think they were they were all in the, had bit parts in the um, in the, the Reno 911 movie. Yeah, David was in that for a, a little bit.
0: I think also didn't a lot of those. Be, I don't know if Carrie did it, but I know a lot of the uh, a lot of the people did the um, the movie that David just directed.
1: Yes, um, yeah, th- yeah. yeah uh, the ten, the ten. Yeah, they were all in the ten, and I I don't think David was involved of Fury, but Carrie was in that in a small part in that. That's the one with uh, Christopher Walken. Yeah, Balls of Fury, the ping pong movie. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I you know I'm. You know, like I told you before, I was a big fan of the state growing up. So. Yeah. Like, this, yeah. You, you see, uh, that was about my time period of, of my life where uh, Thundercats I had grown up on, and then, of course, I uh, fell in love with the state with uh, Michael Showalter's uh,
1: Doug impression. <laughs> Doug. You know, uh, I still I still call him Doug when I see him <laughs> because, to me, he he is Doug. I mean, he's done so many other things. You know, he had his own movie last year. Uh,
0: Actually he was supposed to come on my show, uh
1: actor I think it was.
0: Yeah, he was supposed to come on my show to promote his uh C D. Uh-huh. And um unfortunately uh things just got fouled up and um he was uh-huh. not able to make it because we we were setting it up for a day that I guess he was doing his stand up comedy with uh Michael Ian Black.
1: Yeah, so they both it.
0: were doing some stand up comedy and they weren't able to take time off to
1: Well, another come time.
0: On. Well It'll yeah, do you know, time. I'm uh, you know, I'm down with him coming on whenever. So,
1: yeah he's a funny guy, very funny guy,
0: yeah, all of those guys are hilarious, so yeah you know, I grew up with that, and then of course, later on I fell in love with Stella, so yeah, <laughs> all that stuff is just uh you know Reno novel One, and everything like i I think comedy is is doing very well today, you know, and uh, so all these people are kind of like you know uh the people in charge of that making you know making it good, so.
1: They certainly are. They're very funny people.
0: Yep. So, um, but uh, I guess let's get back to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's get back <laughs> to me, for God's sake.
0: <laughs> this Enough is the Larry Wayne Kenny show.
1: David Wayne and Michael Showalter. The hell with them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that what I know with the...
1: <laughs> no, not at all. They're they're, they're good friends of mine. <laughs> they, they stop over the house whenever they were. Tom Lennon, of course, and uh, uh, Michael Ian Black. <laughs> Michael and his wife live... Uh, not very far from us, and they were over recently.
0: Yeah, see, that's a great. And um, what was your character in uh, Isle Six? Because it just um, was listed on the IMDb. But I, was, I'd I seen was, it a while ago, and
1: I'm sure I was just the announcer or, or something like that. I did several of those movies for those kids when they were going to NYU. They, you know, they were all in the film school. Uh, I never appeared in any of them, though. You just uh, did the voices and stuff. I did, vo- I did voices for them. Yeah, yeah. They told me I don't have the face for, uh, for film. Uh, they didn't want to frighten the children. <laughs> so uh, they just said, Mr. Kenny, please just go back in the little booth there, in the dark booth, and talk. And so, please don't go in front of the cameras.
0: Well, I mean, you kind of made it your career
1: anyway, so yep, of course. there I don't you have go. To, like, like we said, I, I don't have to wear makeup. I don't, have to, I don't have to even wash, you know.
0: Exactly. I mean, it's not, you, you know, you're not Count Chocula. You
1: know, your voice no. is. Just my, only my voice. If they want the rest of me, they're going to have to pay big money for me to wear that cape and everything.
0: <laughs> and the fangs and...
1: and all of the fangs, yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't know if you'd really look, you know, like the live action version of Count Chocula anyway, though. I hope not. <laughs> I am not, too. Isn't he really, really short?
1: He's very short, yes. Uh... Uh, I think he's uh, well on, on television. He's about an inch and a half high. I don't know in real life. <laughs> never, I, met, I never actually met him in real life, but he appears to be a very short person. Uh, Sonny, on the other hand, is is a rather tall for a bird. I do have a I do bear a stronger resemblance to Sunny. My uh, got, got that nose from my father. That beak.
0: Sweet, yeah. Beak. <laughs> sweet. Oh, sweet, I. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but I lost you for a moment
1: there, Jonathan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, so I wanted, I, I guess. Uh, so you've done the commercials and you've done all that. Um, and uh, is there any plans? Uh, well, I guess we talked about this earlier too in the pre-interview. But um, was you know, is there anything? Do you know anything about the Thundercats movie? Or
1: the only I know thing it's I supposed know? to be
0: 2010 <laughs> is what they're planning on releasing it. I believe what.
1: I hadn't heard that. The the only thing I heard is that they were supposed to start production in February of this 2008. That may have changed. Um, uh, I I do know it's going to be computer-generated CGI. It won't be live action. And um, the script, from what I gather, is supposed to revolve around uh, uh, mostly Lionel and um, um, I I think I read something about... uh, in the early years well, I don't really know I shouldn't say these things that I don't know for a fact but, and
0: you, uh, you probably is. don't know what
1: you can or cannot say anyway All right uh, well I can't say what I don't know so they're keeping me pretty in the dark <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I as of this moment I'm not involved in it I, uh, my agent has been in contact with Warner Brothers uh, but the, they say that they had not yet discussed with their director or anybody else the, the casting of the voices in other words uh, they haven't even discussed yet amongst themselves whether they're going to use any of us from the tv cast or, or whether they're going to use uh, you know big name actors or what they're going to do so you know I um, we'll have to wait and see uh, and naturally I I'd like to be involved if they want to want to use us but uh,
0: and you still have the voice i mean you know your voice hasn't changed so you know <laughs> Thank goodness <laughs> so you can still do it and people are like oh man that is what i know you know that that's a big thing
1: I'd have to probably use a, a styrofoam sword of omens because I don't know if I could lift that thing. It was a big sword, you know. and It, <laughs> it, it grew as I yelled uh, Thundercats. So I would probably have to use a, um, a styrofoam sword of omens. But in the movie, you, that, that looks real. You know, you wouldn't you would know the difference between that and the real sword. The real sword weighs 800 pounds. <laughs> so,
0: I mean, uh, as, as far as the sword of omens goes, I mean, was there... Like, I mean, when you've read the whole thing, uh, you know, the synopsis for the, uh, you know, the plot and everything, what did you think about uh, the idea of being able to, you know, call on the Thundercats using a sword?
1: I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was better than, you know, just uh, texting somebody. Of course, we didn't get that back in. Anyway. Oh, uh, I, I, uh, the first time I missed mean, something. We're yelling, was,
0: hey, Thundercats, yeah. go. Hey, Thundercats, over here.
1: <laughs> you know that would have seemed tacky now, it was it was, a, it was a good uh i don't want to say gimmick what is the what is the word they use uh, it was a good um it was a good
0: gimmick' be the word
1: that'd be the best word for it right when i first saw the script I, I was i was and i hadn't thought about this in years, but i remember now that it reminded me of uh Batman, you know when 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 the well the,
0: actually like doesn't the uh the, the signal
1: <laughs> what's that that uh, Jonathan
0: in the signal yeah, the the, uh, the Thundercat signal there
1: well, kind of
0: reminds me of Batman too.
1: Yeah, well, see, great minds think alike.
0: <laughs> there you go. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's very and uh, well, except you know, Lino's not a vigilante really. You know, no. he has a whole group helping him.
1: He has he has, uh, has uh, Panthro do most of the work and Tigra. <clears throat> Lino is Lino uh, uh, is the thinking guy. He comes up with the plans and says. Uh, Guitarra, Pentro, you go do it. And I'll be here with Snarf, and we'll, uh, well, we'll be here and get back.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll be eating pizza while you're fighting crime.
1: Exactly.
0: Fighting mumra there. But it worked. You know, it worked very well. I showed my niece um, uh, uh, the the first Thundercat uh, episode, and she loved it. Good. You know. And so I'm hoping that um, uh, the one thing I've noticed though is the uh, the DVDs are so. You know, there's. I, I guess they're, they, they they cost so much. It seems you know, like they're pretty expensive the CDs for just like there's only like one volume, the first volume for the first season.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, costs like sixty bucks or so. Is that right? And that when I went oh. to Best Buy. That's how much it costs or so. And I was I didn't like, know that. wait, you need to tell me to get the whole season. I have to pay like a hundred and twenty.
1: I have no idea. I get mine free. Right. I don't they, know how much they are. <laughs> You think you think that's too much? Well,
0: uh, I, I think one hundred and twenty dollars for uh, first season is all pretty expensive. But I well, guess I'll, I mean obviously they do it because they know it's going to sell anyway. So people buy them, or they wouldn't sell them for that price.
1: You I know, so. I, I don't get involved in the financial aspect of things. Uh, it's, it's not it's not a superhero thing to do. We never discuss money uh, among Thundercats. <laughs> no. We just, just just all we discussed was uh what we're gonna do to uh to mumrah uh and then and then at, now what we're gonna do to him next week and then next week and mean we, you know it'd be funny right now have ideas after one hundred and thirty episodes and we'll retired
0: <laughs> uh, you re- uh, do you think Lino's already retired or
1: i know i' am. <laughs> <laughs> no lino not, Lino will never retire
0: <laughs> and, until the day he dies right he'll
1: lino still will fight Marra. Lionel will never die, Jonathan.
0: Oh, that's right. I'm guessing he's he's got to be immortal, right?
1: He he's, he isn't. Well, he's not human for one thing. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, cats have nine lives, and he's half cat, so he's got that going for him.
0: <laughs> is, is he a half cat, half man?
1: Well, I, isn't that the idea? thunder cats? I and, guess, but... Well, what did you think he was?
0: Well, at least they didn't call him, like, uh, man, cat, man cats or something. Or no. People cats.
1: With Thundercats.
0: The Thundercats.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Jonathan, it has been a pleasure talking to you. Well, thank you we-
0: so much for coming on the show, and I'm I'm so glad that uh, we got to do this. And, uh, my
1: pleasure. Uh, and is you there anything
0: you'd like to tell everybody before you go? Or uh,
1: well, I just like to tell anybody who's listening uh, who who is a Thundercats fan that uh, on behalf of all the all the people involved in the show, thank you so much for for. Um, uh, being fans of Thundercats all these years and for keeping alive the Code of Thundera. And always remember Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats! Oh! <laughs> oh, I think I hurt myself. Ah, I'm okay. I'm
0: alright. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Larry. And, uh, you know, I, I uh, hope one day maybe we could do another interview. When we'll you do that, one.
1: Jonathan. Thank you and good luck to you.
0: All right. Thank you so much, too.
1: Bye bye. Okay. Bye.
0: Well that was larry kenny uh the uh one of the many voices of Thundercats. he played uh Lionel and he was also in a lot of other uh a lot of other things that he's done. We went through all of them so if you missed uh some of that uh go check out the archives when the archives come up uh thank you guys for listening to the show and um I hope that um you guys uh will uh, check out his website i believe it's uh larry dash kenny uh dot com so check it out uh and enjoy it and I will talk uh I will be, uh, will be on again soon thank you